Would you bet a few thousand dollars that you could sink an eight-foot putt? What about 10 grand that you could win a drag race against a Camaro with a thousand horsepower? If you bet $2 million, could you bet it all on one football game? Maybe you wish you could, but you probably wouldn't. Gamblers is about the people who did. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network comes Gamblers Season 2. Listen now. It's the Ringers Philly special presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all in one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Welcome to the Rinkers Philly Special Shield. Kapadia joined by Ben Solak. This team may never lose. This team is undefeated since we launched the Rinkers Philly Special 4-0. Beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 29-21 in the pouring rain at Lincoln Financial Field. The only undefeated team, Benjamin, in the NFL. Did you think we would be saying that after week four when we launched this podcast? Goodness gracious, no. I didn't think we'd be saying that as recently as like this week, right? I thought the Jaguars had a chance to win this game. I thought the Jaguars were going to win this game. Most of the way through the first quarter, I was like, this sucks, but this is kind of what I was worried about. And then... As the Eagles tend to do, man, the quarter switches from one to two, and they just kind of hit a different level. They hit a different gear. Holy smokes. Finish that game out. And at this point, yeah, you start to look at the rest of the schedule and go, okay, it's going to be, this team's going to drop a game somewhere. Like, it's very hard for teams to go undefeated. We know that. But it's going to be difficult for this team to to lose wind in their sails in a substantial way because they have a mighty easy schedule the rest of the way, and they have now won multiple games in multiple ways. They feel complete. They feel balanced. It's a... It's a a very, 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 very good feeling in Philadelphia. It's a very good feeling. It's a very good team. And we'll get to the big takeaways. Then we'll talk a little bit about the offense and the defense. But you just led me into my first big takeaway. So I'll I'll just get us started with that one. And that's that this team can win in many different ways. I mean, they were down 14-0 in that game. There was some uneasiness. I'm not going to say, you know, that the uh, the butts were clenching up there at the link. It's only week four. Usually you got to get later in the field, later in the season to get that feeling. But uh, certainly you thought, all right, this could be a different game than we've seen through the first three weeks of the season. And then Trevor Lawrence fumbles on fourth down. 
Eagles come back, get the ball, seven play, 57-yard touchdown drive. Uh, and then from there, they tie the game up. I mean, they would have had excuses to lose this game. Let's be honest. The weather was terrible. They lose Jordan Mailata six plays in. Darius Slay is not in there. They don't have Avante mm-hmm. Maddox. The Jaguars, have we, as we've said, are a good team. And they didn't do that. You know, they didn't crumble. They didn't have those self-inflicted mistakes that you saw the Jaguars have. And they come back. They they run the football well, better than we've seen uh, in the past couple weeks here. And so we were saying, you know, we want to see them when they're down. Let's see yeah. what they look like when, they, when they're when they down a touchdown, down to two touchdowns to a good team. And all of a sudden you looked up and it was tied. And then they had the lead like out of nowhere, just like that. You snapped your fingers. So uh, it's another good sign. You know, there are going to be games where you don't just come out and you're not up 24 to seven and ha- at halftime and can just kind of take a nap in the second half. There are going to be games like this. There are going to be harder games like this. Let's be honest. The Jaguars uh, gave you some of those possessions, but uh, that was my big takeaway that they can just win in different ways. They can win different types of games and they did it again. Today. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, if you're, if you're looking to find, kind of the gloom in the gleam right now which not not necessarily i'm trying to do but if you are the jaguars gave the football away five times and those giveaways matter in a substantial way and obviously the weather is a huge part of that so you do wonder what this looks like if it's a non-rainy game and you're not seeing fourth and three trevor lawrence with the world in front of him just drops the football unpressured third and one quarterback sneak unable to 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 uh successfully get the, the snap off and then they fumble the ball and the Eagles recover that, right? The, uh, the, you had some earned turnovers, right? The two Hassan Reddick strip sacks, wonderful, wonderful plays by Hassan Reddick, who, as, as Nick Sirianni promised us, go get himself a big football game, and he very well did. The James Bradbury Temple, pick, which is which was wonderful, <laughs> wonderful scouting, right? Which was great understanding of, right, the Jaguars are in this area. They like to run this post-wheel nonsense, I'm the quarter's corner. I'm going to fall off. Like, that's just beautiful textbook, great play. So, like, some of those turnovers are earned, but some of them are, are weather-related. And you wonder what those short fields, you wonder what that last fourth uh, fourth quarter drive could have been for the Jaguars. So, with the turnovers as a caveat, the Eagles got punched in the nose. This is everything we talked about last week. What does this team look like when they're punched in the nose? And I called them a young team. The Jaguars also a young team as well. They got their one punch in, and then the Eagles surged back, and Jacksonville couldn't rally the horses, right? Jacksonville couldn't circle the wagons. The Eagles were the ones who, okay, we're down multiple scores. We're not used to this run the football, get a, a nice controlled scoring drive. We're going to get time for our defense to sit on the sideline and talk some stuff out. Second quarter, 14 to seven, get the ball back 14 to 14. Oh, and there's a turnover 20 to 14. And now we're in the halftime locker room leading the same way we've always been. Just a wonderful management of, of, a, of a spike management of getting punched in the nose and business as usual. We know how to handle ourselves in this situation. Awesome to see. What, what what do you have? What are your? Uh, did you have another big takeaway, or was yours kind of similar to what I said? Yeah, I mean, for me coming into the game, the 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 big thing for me was what does this team look like when they get punched in the nose? Like that was all I was talking about all yeah. week on this podcast, another podcast, and that's the, you saw them get hit and then and then immediately bounce it back. My main takeaway from a more like granular perspective is, man, like this offense a, a, after the first quarter, they're like, all right, we can't really throw it down the field very much. The passing game's not working super well. We lost my lot on the left side, so we don't have the pass protection we want. Let's just become, let's just do the college offense. This was very much so second half of 2021. We are going to be run heavy. The Eagles had uh, uh, eight passing first downs, 14 rushing first downs. EPA per play on passes, negative 0.26, which some of that is skewed because of scrambles. Um, but on running rushing downs, positive plus 112. This was a, a running team. When they threw the football, it did not go well for them. When they ran the football, it did. And that, that, fifth drive that they had down seven to 14, nine play drive 
eight runs yeah. in a screen and just and, and and the way that they did it like it, they just physically dominated right like in the running game if you have a drive like that you are inev- invariably you are physically dominating up front but they don't do it by like i'm trying to think of like a good analogy and like you know modern nfl like when the niners do it the niners get two tight ends and a fullback on the field and they go under center and it's just zone 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 there's going going actually when the packers do it the packers are running a lot the bears they go heavy personnel under center the eagles spread you out they get three receivers on the field they get goddard on the field they'll sometimes go to tight end but they're in the gun and they go zone read and defenses have figured out how to answer these super run heavy teams that go heavy and go condensed on you. They do not have a good answer for when the Eagles go spread to run. And this idea of spread to run is so, so, so important because when you look at like Kansas city and Buffalo and some of these like really, really, really good offenses that have had spots of insecurity, spots of instability, spots of a lack of production over the last year, year and a half. It's because teams are going too high on them, playing tons of zone coverage, intermediate to deep. We're not going to blitz. And they are daring at this. And you are a spread passing game. We don't believe you can run the ball in the spread because it's very hard to do that. And, and Kansas City yeah. has tried and Buffalo has tried and they failed. The Eagles can do it because they have Jalen Hurts. Like even, even Josh Allen is not enough to get you over that hump because Josh Allen is not a running back. He's like a tight end, right? In terms of the build, in terms of the tackle breaking ability. Hurts is a running back. And, and the Eagles can go spread to run. The Jaguars said, okay, we have four down defensive linemen and two linebackers, and we're going to try to read you out and get the correct reads and fill our gaps and everything. And the Eagles said, we're going to double-team Roy Roberts and Harris into kingdom come, and we're going to run for seven yards every time we run inside zone. If that's what you want to give us, we'll take it. And they hammered it, hammered it, hammered it the same way they used to in 2021. That ability to spread the field out, have your RPO game available, have your bubble screens available, have your quick game available, but then still be able to just run when you're getting light boxes. No other team in the league has that. Ravens don't. Bills don't, Chiefs don't, Cardinals don't. There's not a team in the league that has the ability to do that the way the Eagles do. And it's because they're using college offensive principles with Jalen Hurts as a true dual threat college style running quarterback. And I'm looking forward to seeing someone stop it because I don't see that happening anytime soon. It goes back to the theme we've had, I feel like, all season long of solutions to different problems. And that's another one that you just mentioned. I mean, we've talked a lot about it in the passing game, but you're right. Today, it had to be the run game. And that drive, you mentioned nine plays, 71 yards. They run the ball on eight of nine plays. Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, Trey Sermon all touched the football. Jalen Hurts with the last two runs. Although that that last one, they were calling a QB draw. I think that was a that was, I think that was just a scramble that guys were running uh, actually. Wait, ra- which QB draw is that? Third one? Third and third and goal or fourth and goal? He had the two. Let's see. They had a third and goal from the 16 yeah. on the first TD. I think the first one was a, third was a design. Go- third and goal, the long one, is absolutely a run. Yeah, that's, it- that's a passing play. That's They're, they're looking vertical. And then Dallas Goddard's like working over the middle. And Hurst just sees the Jags go, you know, blanket defense, prevent defense. It goes, all right, I'll go pick up 13 yards. To me, it's just a bad call from Codwell. Yeah. The fourth one, I'm not sure if that's called or not. But the third one, I'm pretty sure was pass. Yeah, I thought I, I thought the fourth one was a pass too, just looking at it quickly before this could be wrong. But yeah, I mean, that's, you're what, 19 yards away there, yes. right? It was a 13-yard run and then a six-yard run. They had run, second and, and goal jail- 22, and they scored. Right. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Without completing a pass, right? Or was the maybe the second down play might have been uh, a pass, but the the last two, you're 19 yards away, and you have two Jalen Hurts runs. The last one, just a big boy run where he lowers the head, uh, meets the contact at the goal line, and gets in, which he's done multiple times so far this year. Uh, and, and the other thing with Hurts is, you know, it speaks to him not 
letting one mistake, I, I know he speaks in sayings and mottos and when he, when he does his press conferences, but to not, you know, you know, it's good to see a quarterback not crumble when you throw a pick six at the start of yep. the game and things aren't going your way to just come to come back. I mean, you would have never known how the mm-hmm. game started if you just watched the second, third and fourth quarters on. And I, I and I do think that's something that probably flies a little bit uh, under the radar, but not to, you know, throw the previous quarterback under the bus. But when things be- went bad, you were like, all right, you know, it's going to be one of those games and it's going to going to go bad and get worse and that doesn't happen with Jalen Hurts. Absolutely, yeah. Listen, he All can right. speak in riddles, he can speak in iambic pentameter. Honestly, <laughs> as long as he believes what he's saying and it's manifested, that's great, you know what I'm saying? Like it if you took Hurts's quotes and just copy-pasted them under another quarterback, it would sound like so much lip service, but with Jalen it isn't because he's kind of yeah. you know, shows up every day like he says the Rens do every day, but he does show up every day. Like the work ethic is unbelievable and unquestioned on the guy. The the blocking with the teammates, the sacrifice on the field. Again, there are no other quarterbacks in the league who are taking that fourth and goal hit. Like there are some that are going to put their head down, they're going to go for it, and they might pick up the the, the fourth down. But like Hertz is looking for that contact. Hertz is going to go. I'm going to break Devin Lloyd. Yeah, that is one of one. And it this is why like the punch in the mouth was so important is because to this point these young Eagles and and even going back to like back half of 2021 when they got pretty good were all talk one and zero every week. Rents due every day. Go go go. But you wanted to see them get down in the count, get behind the chips, and then that have that philosophy manifested in a win. And now you've got one. If it happens like again, like let's say like they get Dallas and they get Dak Prescott, and that line's really good, and they go down, and then they do it again. Now you have some proof of concept. Now you have yeah, we've been here before, and we know the way out. And that's where that's where this team to me goes from like, all right, this team's gonna be very good in the regular season. This team's gonna be a high seed in the NFC. This team is going to be a playoff team. You want me to like really believe in them making a playoff run? That's where like these sorts of wins really matter. The win, like it, it won't feel that way in week 17, week 18, and then into January, because we'll have forgotten it. But for them in the building, the week four win against Jacksonville in bad weather is really going to matter when it's, you know, the San Francisco 49ers are in town. Right. NFC Championship game team last year. They've been to a Super Bowl veteran coach staff, super good defense, and they're up 14 to nothing in the second quarter. You know what? We've been here. And we got out of this before. So that's why like this realization of, okay, we can go, we can get behind the good teams and step ahead. And Jalen can get us there, not just with the passing, but with his legs. It's very valuable to this team come January. And that's where you get really, really excited about him. The rent's due every day I've never gotten. I mean, in my experience, the rent is due once a month. On the first of the month, you usually get that five days. Does he thing. say, am I misquoting him? No, no, you're not misquoting him. No, you're quoting him correctly. I've said this before. I don't I don't necessarily understand that, that the rent, maybe every day you're thinking about the rent being due. What did, what did you think of the briefcase? Did you hear that? Yeah, I brought the briefcase the to the broadcaster meeting. Yeah. Uh, you ever own a briefcase? Absolutely not. I feel like you could pull off a briefcase. Yeah. Do you remember, remember when uh, Carson Wentz and Jordan Matthews' handshake used to be like tighten the tie and then do the handshake? Yeah, yeah exactly. that's right. Businessmen. Right. Again, it's walking a walk and talking a talk here. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Uh, My other big takeaway, the new guys just, I don't want to say carried them today because there were a lot of contributors, but man, think about the the guys they added this offseason from a team that made the playoffs last year. Mm -hmm. A.J. Brown was was their passing offense today. Uh, Absolute monster. James Bradbury, you mentioned it already, comes through with the interception. We talked about him last week saying, wow, he had a great game last week, and now he comes through. I mean, that came in a big spot. They're up 20-14 to 14, late in the third quarter. The offense is a, you know, a little up and down. Jaguars string together one of their only good drives of the day. 
they're at the Eagles 16, they're moving the ball. You're thinking, all right, they could score here. And then we'll really see what the Eagles offense is going to do. And he comes through with that play and has the interception. Then Hassan Reddick, I mean, after, you know, two weeks, it was, oh my gosh, what's going on with Hassan Reddick? And now three and a half sacks, three forced fumbles, most in the NFL. I love how he swipes at that football. Anytime he gets close, he really like, it feels like some pass rushers are just awesome at that and others are not. I don't know if it's a natural thing, an instinct thing, but he, when he gets close, just extends that arm and finds his way to smack the football out of there. Forces fumbles on two of the final three drives. I mean, how you have to play a long time to be able to like do something yep. like that. It's almost and taken for granted. That right like, tackle, really Jalon Taylor's been playing very good football. It's this a good year, player. Actually. And the first yeah. rush on him, the little snatch trap, oh, that's nifty, <laughs> man. That's, that's a very clean rush. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, those are the three guys I highlighted there, three of your big offseason additions. I mean, the Bradbury thing just kind of fell in their lap. Mm -hmm. The other two, you're being aggressive. I mean, the Titans, I, I think, probably feel like they screwed up the A.J. Brown thing. Reddick was there for anybody to sign. James Bradbury, there for anyone to sign at a very reasonable cost. Yeah. And you end up landing him. And now he's playing at a high, high level as your number two corner. So that was my other Big yeah, two, uh, I want to shout out two dudes as well. They're incumbents. They're veterans. Yeah. They've been around. Uh, Landon Dickerson versus Roy Robertson Harris is just snuff film for four quarters. Holy smokes. This Jaguars defensive line wanted to stay light. They wanted to stay with their penetration players. They wanted to play with four down. And so the Eagles are just getting doubles with, with Kelsey and whomever they want. Kelsey and whichever guard they want. They're going to get a double team at the point of attack. So that entire fifth drive, which is I put it up on, on Twitter, is just... We're just going to run by the center of the left guard. I'm just going to double up and go. And just Dickerson just uprooting kids. Uh, really, really, really good game from Landon. Uh, and then Jack Driscoll, who Driscoll's had to play multiple spots on the line. He's had to play interior and tackle. Uh, steps in to be left tackle because Dillard is also out. And Mylotta goes out in this game. It like It's not like he like dominated Trayvon Walker. Walker got his, absolutely. Driscoll hung around in there, man. Walker is a tough dude yeah. to withstand the power rush of for like starting left tackles, let alone guys who are probably drafted to play guard just are kind of out there right now because the original plan at left tackle can't be. And Driscoll would lose ground in the pocket, right? Hertz had the trip over Driscoll's feet. There was a, a third and seven where Hertz got sacked because Walker's collapsing that pocket. But like usually in the NFL, when we see backup tackles go in, we see immediate wins at the snap in 1.5 seconds, strip sack, fumble, go. Yeah. Like that, that's what we see when a backup tackle goes in. For a, a backup tackle to go in and face the number one overall pick and give up interior push, it that like you you chart that as a win for your depth. And if everything goes according to plan, Driscoll's not playing left tackle in any context in the second half of the season. So shout out to Driscoll for that. And one extra one, Dallas. Like you said, AJ Brown was the whole passing game. Dallas Goddard five for seventy two. Dallas Goddard is yeah just a just a simple, solid, tremendous top five tight end. Like, it's just like you start by being like, yeah. he's good. And then you look at other tight ends, you go, what he brings in the running game. You're like, oh, no, wait, he's one of the five best tight ends in the NFL. Like, just, just like that. The yeah. runner for catchability, what he brings in the running game, that entire left side of that line, when it was Kelsey to, to Dickerson to Driscoll to, to Goddard, winning in the running game for four quarters. That screen to Goddard, just spam that. Baby. Any the first Three, time four, they get five, inside six, the thirty <laughs> on any game, they're like, you know all right, it's coming. Goddard screen. Here we go. And it works. It's it's an explosive play every game. They're getting a, a yeah. twenty plus play. I will say, if there's a film note for Goddard, it's hey on the long RPO to AJ Brown for the touchdown, where you're one hundred percent have to be an illegal man downfield. 
you have to act a little bit. That's part of the play yeah. is to be like, oh, I don't know yeah. where I am. He's just like standing in front of the corner <laughs> with his hands up. Buddy, you're going to get called. <laughs> All right. I had a uh, I had a question for you that we will get to. Let's take a little quick break and then I have a question for you and we'll talk more about the offense and the defense. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln and the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford. Or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Viore. If you're sick and tired of your old traditional workout gear, then I have two words that will change everything. Viore clothing. This line of active wear is truly unbelievable. And here's why. Look, you've seen me. You've seen the shorts I do on YouTube. I walk around. I do stuff. I listen to podcasts when I walk. I make calls when I walk. I like to wear comfortable workout equipment, you know? like. Nothing nuts, just like a really nice pullover, comfortable pants to walk around. Viore is designed to work out in whatever you're doing, but it doesn't look or feel like you're working out at all. It's so freaking soft and comfortable, you'll never want to take it off. And here's the best part. You don't have to take it off. Wear Viore clothing to train, travel, or lounge around the house. I do a lot of lounge around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Our listeners... Get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash ringer, V-U-O-R-I.com slash ringer. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. All right, we're back. I also want to, yeah, with the, with the offensive line point you made, it's a great one. And how many times have we just seen that over the years? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am always uh, gassing up offensive line coach Jeff Stoutland, but it's like, you're right. I mean, it's an important point to make every time when teams lose their left tackle in the first quarter of a game that almost always spells doom for them the rest of the game. And it's not just left tackle. Yep. It can be any, you know, a lot of you lose a starter on the offensive line. You lose two starters Suopeta on the offensive line like Isaac the Eagles Samalo, did yeah. in this game. And it usually spells complete disaster. It's all the announcers are talking about. It's dooming every play and just gate time after time. They lose guys during games. The backups come in. They're ready to play. And like you leave the game going, oh, yeah, that, that's right. Jack Driscoll did come in in the first quarter. Now, not to say he plays at my lot level or anything like that, but it's not that it's not the disaster snap after snap or every high leverage situation where one guy is dooming your offense. So uh, they absolutely deserve a lot of credit for that. Okay. You mentioned the video you you uh, posted oh, there man. online, Ben, and we that listen. The the listeners have already tweeted me. They want more information on this. You did not what you did not turn your mic. Now it was a good video. Thank you. It was the nine play drive. You were pointing it out. Uh, you know that that was great. But I guess you didn't turn off your mic, and so I mean you were just housing some dinner, forks clanking against plates and uh, the chewing. I mean, the enjoyment oh. of a nice Sunday. <laughs> 
of a nice Sunday meal. I mean, what were you eating there? I, I just ate and I was getting hungry just listening to that as I watched this nine play drive. So you, you got to go a little more detail on the on the meal or what was happening. I cannot tell you how many times I've gone to pull like a video for Twitter and then I I'm like, oh, should I have to check to see if the mic is on? Because anytime I go to like do a voiceover over a clip, I need to have the mic on for the screen recording software. And it always is. And I always catch it. And then like if it's one play, you just, oh, you just re, re-review it, re-record it. That's fine. This is a nine play drive. It took me a while to get all these clips timed up correctly. <laughs> Meredith, my wife, made sausage, uh, butternut squash, gnocchi in like a skillet. It's a very, very good meal. She loves to make it in the fall. Oh. Mare's a big fall person. Like the second it gets a little okay. brisk, like I like soups, a fall. pumpkins, oh, yeah, squashes, corn. Number Here one. We go. Best yeah, season. Yeah. Uh, and it's delicious. It's wonderful. It's in a bowl. And that's why it's so clinky is because I'm just mm. kind of like housing it. And the other thing, okay, listen, you were asking this question. You know that this time period is a very fraught time period. I'm trying to get a lot done in a very fast period of time. And that's so true. I'm ripping yeah. through plays. I'm like, oh, I want to put this on Twitter. Do I have time? I don't know if I'll be able to watch the rest of the game and pull all the stats. So as I'm like, grab something, all right, this video is just playing. I might as well just... And it yeah. sounds like I'm a rabbit, like losing my mind, just... <laughs> Fiending over food. I promise I'm usually a regular eater. These were extenuating circumstances. Well, I had two thoughts. One was I was a little nervous for you because, I mean, not knowing that the mic is on when you're posting a video on social media, I mean, you could have been telling your wife, oh, God, I got to do this podcast with Shield today. I never say anything like that. Annoying. What you see, is, but you what might you see is what you get with Ben Solak. <laughs> the joie de vivre is, is always okay. there, baby. I'm living life. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. That's good. Well, then in that case, uh, I think this should be part of your brand. I think every video you post going forward like that, I want to hear some eating in the background. And then I want to know what the meal was uh, afterwards. I don't think you're going to take my advice there, but you know, just a little, you got to build that brand up. It could be your thing. No, you're not feeling it. All right. We will get, all right, let's talk more about the offense. Jalen Hurts, 16 for 25, 204 yards and an interception runs for 38 yards. A lot of get the ball out of his hands to A.J. Brown and let A.J. Brown do work or to Dallas Goddard. His average pass went just 5.7 yards past the line of scrimmage. I think he attempted just one pass that was more than 15 yards downfield, and he had seven completions at or behind the line of College scrimmage. College offense. I don't, yeah, I don't know that there was a lot other to, I mean, that was a smart game plan, right? The game plan was would have probably been different if the weather was different, uh, but combine the weather with the opponent, with your left tackle going out, that's smart football to me. Am I missing anything? No, it, it is smart football. And it's funny because, like, watch how quickly yeah. the narrative shifts where he's got, like, he's, he had, like, several throws in the middle of the field, right? He's throwing this glance RPO, right? We talk about this, this glance RPO is very important to the Eagles' offense. It's important to, like, Oklahoma's offense back in the day. Uh, Asia Brown's in the slot. I'm going to put the ball in the belly of the running back. I'm mean, probably getting zone flow. might be split zone, whatever. Uh, and then Asia Brown's going to run five steps and he's going to break in. So it's like, a, it's like a slant, but further down the field. It's like a post, but not as far down the field. They call it a glance. That RPO is also known as, is that, is that synonymous with the drift, the drift post? Different. Or is the same so, route or no? So drift strike different. is okay. different. That's going to be like under center play action on a five-step drop, right? So the timing of that route okay. is going to be different. That's a little bit deeper. Uh, and the, and the, the break on the route is a little bit flatter, right? So that's, you're talking about like, your Kyle Shanahan, Muhammad Sanu route back when he was in Atlanta. Now it's like the Debo route that they run a lot. Uh, uh, the McVay offense ran that a lot with like Robert Woods back in the day. Um, that's that's just like under center. That That's a little bit of a deeper throw. This is just like falling the bell gotcha. back, one, two, and the ball's out. And that is... Gotcha. Slant down. Yeah, and that's field. like, all right, that's nice middle of the field work. And that's what Ben's been asking for with Jalen Hurts. 
okay, well, not like this. Like when, like when it's this college offense where it's like screen, bubble, screen, bubble, screen, bubble, glance. Okay, the, the glance is good. He's throwing middle of the field, but it's like a one read. They're just picking on Devin Lloyd, which holy smokes. Nick Sirianni put Devin Lloyd in a dark space in this game. Shane Steichen put... No, uh, really? Okay, yeah. I didn't... I didn't Lloyd, Lloyd's a, noticing Lloyd is a talented Lloyd. player, and he's got a good build for the position. He's got good speed, good, good movement skills, a lot to like, but he's a rookie, and you could get... you. They had his eyes jumping at shadows. They, they're a lot of those runs where you're like, Miles Sanders is six yards up the field before anybody hits him. Like, how are they getting this much space? It's because Lloyd is widening out to go play the bubble screen that's not being thrown. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're they're... They're putting Lloyd in a position where he has to handle so much in this defense as a rookie, which is part of like, you know, the Jaguars got a lot better this offseason. But part of the, th- the thing with that is they're playing a lot of rookies. They're playing a lot of young guys. So you're going to have this issue. The Eagles are saying, all right, we have a, you know, Dallas Goddard's moving this way and Zach Pascal's running out into the bubble and we've got Jalen Hurts might keep it and Battle Sanders might get it. Figure it out. And just Lloyd is just his head spinning yeah. by the fourth quarter. It's just a lot for the young man to handle. Um, so you're, you're getting this, this middle-of-the-field work from, from Jalen Hurts because he's reading Devin Lloyd. Lloyd's in the wrong spot. I'm throwing the glance, right? And that's that's good. It's still, this is not like, you know, we've had this we've had this conversation before. This is not a mature, fully-fledged NFL passing offense. They do not run a wide variety of concepts. They, Hurts is not a progression passer. They don't run the drop-back pass game one to two to three. They just don't do it. Every single week, it feels like it matters less. When they lose, it'll suddenly feel like it matters a lot because that's going to be part of the reason why. But it's how long can you go and, 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 and what can you win in the margins otherwise? And this coaching staff has shown they've done, a, they've done a really, really good job in winning with what they've got. And then you have to remember that, okay, because you have Hurts and his limitations as a passer, you don't have this incredible drop back passing game. But everything I said in the top half of the show. There is no running game in the league that works like this because there's no quarterback yeah. in the league like Hurts. So you're, you're, there's an exchange here. How much is this going to be worth? We'll find out across the course of the rest of the season. We'll find out as Jalen Hurts stays healthier, gets dinged up, and we'll kind of see this thing progress. It stood out to me that even with the offense working the way you're describing it, how many big chunk plays they were still able to produce. I mean, they had a 35-yard Miles Sanders run. They had the 31-yard A.J. Yeah. Brown catch. Go run. find they Devin Lloyd on that 35-yard Miles Sanders run. <laughs> but yeah. he's having a tough time. <laughs> 26-yard screen to Goddard, we mentioned. Another 22-yarder to Brown, another 22-yarder to Goddard. I mean, five plays of 20-plus yards in that weather, to me, is is very impressive on a day where, you know, it felt like the offense was a little up and down. You had 25 first downs and 401 yards. It's like, for this to be the game where it doesn't feel right and to be putting up those numbers, to me, is still uh, very impressive. Miles Sanders, a career day, 27 carries for 134 yards. They ran it 50 times, although three of those were kneel down. So really 47 mm-hmm. for 213 yards, 4.5 yards yeah. per carry. Your quarterback has a 6.8 A dot, has a negative completion percentage over expectation, and you have negative passing EPA and you total over 400 yards of offense. Yeah. Shane Steichen, baby. Take a, take a whiff. Holy smokes. That's <laughs> not a lot of teams in the league are going to pull that off. Their, their ability to move the football independent of the passing game, unrivaled in the NFL right now. First three possessions, as, as we mentioned earlier, it was like, all right, might be one of those games, interception and two punts. And then they come back and they score touchdowns on their next three possessions on five of their next seven. They score there. So I'm looking, I don't have a lot of uh, other notes on the offense, honestly, that we haven't covered. The offense is now eighth in EPA per drive and 10th in success rate with the Sunday and Monday night games not having uh, been played yet. So you have a, you have a top eight, you have a top 10 offense 
through the first four weeks of the season. Are we missing anything else that you wanted to get to? On well, I guess we should talk about. I mean, my lotta goes down, and uh, that was another one where I asked my own question and answered it. By the way, if, for those keeping mm-hmm. track at home, uh, Sayamalu goes down in the fourth quarter, so we don't know the extent of those injuries. I mean, left tackle. If it's not Driscoll, it could be Dillard. If Dillard's healthy, if it's not Dillard, I imagine it would be Driscoll. But my lotta was on the sideline there, uh, so we'll see what we learn about that this week. And then uh, Devonte Smith went out briefly, but he came back in the game, so that seems to be something that shouldn't be that concerning anything else with the offense go birds no you can say no yeah go birds okay all right the defense limits the jaguars to 13 first downs and 219 yards five takeaways let's see two of those were just trevor lawrence dropping the ball right and three were forced. yeah so two forced fumbles yeah one interception yeah. trevor lawrence dropped the ball on fourth yeah. and three failed snap on third and one sneak yes yeah i mean two two so two he he very clearly, people who, are, are, who didn't watch a lot of him this season and listen to the podcast were probably like, why were those guys talking about the Jaguars offense in such glowing colors? I mean, th- this was obviously a game mm. where he was not able to handle the weather uh, very well w- without those two self-inflicted fumbles. You know, if they convert there, those are some high leverage situations. Maybe the game looks a little bit differently, but yeah, he looked terrible today. He was not comfortable in the rain and he was also not comfortable with some of the pass rush that the Eagles were bringing his way. He had the lowest completion percentage over expectation of any quarterback in week four. So even the throws he was attempting on a typical week, uh, a lot more of those are going to be completed. And that that speaks to the drops too. He definitely had four or five drops uh, in there as well. But I mean, how much of it did, did you see as the Eagles offense deserving a lot of credit and how much of it was just, all right, this is, this is a, a day where Lawrence is clearly uncomfortable in this Yeah, game. right. If, if you and I, you know, Twilight Zone this and we become a Jaguars podcast, we walk away from this game like, man, they went up against the Eagles, one of the best teams in the league, just a comedy of errors, so many of them weather-induced. Like, you feel pretty solid about what you generally looked like on both sides of the ball. You got to your spots. You had explosive plays on offense. You had key stops on defense. Just we got to expect if you turn the rain off, we have an actual chance to win this game. As it is, we are an Eagles podcast. So, baby, seven offensive points given up through three quarters. Let's go. Uh, Yeah. yeah. Eagles defense uh, continued to play well. They had uh, the front had a good game against the Jaguars offensive line. Lawrence was consistently uncomfortable, independent of the two. Hassan Reddick sack fumbles. The stats don't really bear out that it was like a high pressure game the way like they did against Wentz last week. But uh, Lawrence was consistently moving out of the pocket or in a position where he's throwing the ball very fast. Like we talked about, this is a quick passing game. The tackling and the routing on the quick passing game was very good. Uh, when they played Sticky Man, which they, they chose to play man more than I would have guessed once Slay went out. Like when you have no Slay and no Maddox and it's Josiah Scott and Zach McPherson out there, I was like, all right, they're going right. to they're gonna zone up. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't trying to play man. Scott yeah. had himself a nice little game against Christian Kirk. When he was in man coverage against Kirk, he was impressive. Uh, Zone-wise, he had some issues. Uh, anytime Jamal Agnew is just beating you up from the slot position, you know you're struggling to kind of exchange routes a little bit. <laughs> and they got to their spots. They had the uh, the explosive Agnew throw uh, uh, to, set, to set up the touchdown to score 21 points there in the fourth quarter. I'm pretty sure that was on Scott off of what I can see. I'm not 100% uh, sure. You had another uh, Agnew explosive catch on the seven route, on the, on the sideline route early in the game. Another one where they they mis-exchanged who was taking that route coming into the second level. So you had the, the expected communications issues that they then gave up some explosives. But that was the thing about yeah. this Jaguars offense coming in was that, okay, Eagles are weak at corner. They might have some miscommunications, but no Zay Jones, and it's a pretty thin group. If you can stop Kirk, 
you're kind of okay with the idea of Marvin Jones, Jamal Agnew, and Evan Ingram being the, the primary agents of a passing game that's trying to beat you, a, a passing game that's trying to get back uh, from a deficit. And that's exactly where the Eagles ended up, right? Into the fourth quarter, Christian Kirk has no catches. He gets the, 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 the explosive catch uh, later in that game. But you're thinking to yourself, all right, we've locked down the primary receiving option, and then we're trying to win our one-on-ones against a very average to below average receiving group while we're also getting solid pressure. So good defensive performance from your passing defense writ large. Running defense-wise, solid on early downs when they wanted to be, and then when they were in the rush packages, they gave up nine yards of carry. That's just going to be a running theme. Anytime they're in that four-down look, yeah. they're, they're, they're penetrating, they're getting upfield, and they're going to get moved off the ball a little bit. But they didn't get got by the third and 10 draw, which is the most important thing. So as long as you don't give up the embarrassing third and long draw, you can count that as a win when you're in a rush defense. They were only on the field for 46 snaps with those with those turnovers and the first downs you're picking up on offense. The Eagles ran 77 offensive plays compared to 46 mm-hmm. for the Jacksonville Five Jaguars turnovers will do that to you. Five turnovers, that's right. Uh, Jordan Davis plays 17 snaps, according to True, True Media PFF. Milton Williams, 12. Marlon Tui-Pelotu, 11. Darius Slay was only on the field for three snaps before... He came out of the game. So you were looking at uh, Bradbury, Zach McPherson, Josiah Scott as your three corners for most of the game. And so, yeah, I mean, we spoke about it with the offensive line. If you would have told me, hey, you're going to play with those three corners for pretty much the entire game with the way this Jaguars offense has looked so far this season, I would have said you were going to give up uh, more points, more yards, more first downs, all those things. So, again, the weather, yes, that absolutely played a factor. But you didn't do things that made you lose the game in that situation. Bradbury, we already talked about. Reddick, we already talked about. Uh, big game. I don't big know. game for Marcus Epps in the box and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson deep. Don't know why. Okay. Tried to figure that out. Uh, you saw a little bit more balance in the second half. In the first half, a lot of Epps in the box. Epps over Christian Kirk on, on, on rep, which Epps won. boy, Epps, good rep. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I will say that, you know, with every week that goes by, we are transitioning from Chauncey's figuring it out as a deep safety to, man, Chauncey's really got to figure it out as a deep safety because, like, on the, on the, the first quarter, Jamal Ainu deep route, that's his deep half. And, like, it's a very tough ask to get, ask right. a half safety to get to that route, but it's in his area, objectively. And, and, and again, who's supposed to take it is, is, a, is a communication thing. It depends on their rules. It's, it's tough to riddle out. But, the, like, they had a lot of reps of deep Chauncey in this game. And deep Chauncey has not been good Chauncey. Chauncey's been better right. when he's up I was going to say, what you just mentioned, and there's been like at least one of those plays yeah. every week. They haven't always hit, but there's at least been one on film where you go, ooh, if that yeah. was a better offense or a better better pass, you'd be talking about him giving up an explosive so, yeah. play. So I, I am So I definitely think when there. the PFF charting comes through, we'll see that Epps was uh, lower, like in the box in the slot, more than he is re- uh, frequently, and Chauncey was deep more often. Maybe it's because they, they feel better about Chauncey being deep. They feel like he's getting his teeth more into it, and he's still ironing out the wrinkles. Maybe it was a matchup thing. I don't know. They played him in the slot at times over Kirk as well, kind of as, as we expected. He's got slot corner background. You're kind of yeah. low at that position anyway, and, and he had his good reps there. He had his tackles there. Uh, and so I, I, that's just like a, a thing. I don't know if that thing means anything at this time. Defense is now third in EPA per drive and ninth in success rate through the first four weeks of the season. So... I'll give it up to you, Johnny Gans. Listen, the defense is doing its part. Uh, there's no doubt about it. All right, this is one of those games where there weren't, you know, there weren't like we've talked about all the big moments. We've talked about a lot of Brent the, Covey, the big another plays. Muffed, uh, another muffed handle and kickoff there. 
I don't know about this whole Britain Covey returner thing. I'm feel, feeling yeah. increasingly squirrely about it. Yeah, it feels like there could be a spe- like a, a loss due to special teams in their future uh, this season. That's certain. I think they were 28th in special teams DVOA yeah. going Jake into Elliott this missed game. Missed an extra point, but obviously he's never missed a kick. That's a big he's deal. Never a kick, and he might so, be injured. Yeah. But he might yes, be injured. Yes, he got taken out. Holy smokes! Yeah. We probably should have. We probably should have talked about a lot that of earlier. I think. Yeah, I think Jeff McLean said Elliott's going to get, uh, I think it was the knee, knee or ankle, looked at tomorrow. But yeah. that's something that you never really I think about say, until it's an issue. I love watching a team rally around an injured kicker. There's just something about it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you see Fletcher yes. Cox run Fletch over? Runs over. Oh, my and the gosh. best thing is like, you know, I don't know if it's just because <laughs> kickers are generally smaller persons. But it's the way that like when a guy, like when a defensive tackle is like hobbling off the field injured, you like help him up and you kind of carry him and whatever whenever a kicker gets injured yeah. there's like this like massive like movement of like are you good like let's carry you they like slap him on the back he just like feels like a little brother because he's just so small that they're like like fletch like yeah. bumped him on, on the shoulder pads i was like, you're gonna hurt him again dude you gotta you gotta relax there um but yeah the elliott injury is as big as any other injuries just look across the league at like inconsistent kicking because of 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 uh, uh kicker injuries lost the chiefs that colts game uh a week ago right like you do not want to be in a position where you're playing a close game, which, you know, Cardinals, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans, Eagles might not be playing any close game soon. But you don't want to be playing a close game and have a, have a kick. Yeah. So as big as the Milana injury, as big as the Slay injury, Elliott injuries, uh, it's just going to be such a, a, a an annoyance, such a hindrance to the way you want to play football. Yeah, Elliott got, got hit and then he came back and he made a 28-yard field goal. But then they had the fourth and three from the Jacksonville 21 with 154 left. And they went for it. Now, maybe they would have gone for it anyway. I, I think you probably would kick the field goal there um, in that spot. Mm-hmm. And they did not kick the field goal. So we'll see how he is doing. Can they get the uh, the Missouri kicker? Can they just grab him to if Jacob? Yeah. That, that's the guy, right? Mevis? Was that his name? Who are you talking about? Mevis. Did, did you not see the Missouri kicker? The, the, that was the big boy, right? Am I thinking of the wrong team? Who was the big boy who had a big kick and had like a really fun celebration? And there were a lot of tweets about him. All right, maybe I'm. Will Lutz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's the Missouri no, kicker. Yeah, I found him. I found him. I found him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's ninety-two, right? Yeah, ninety-two. Is 92 he hit forty-one, yeah. forty-nine, twenty-two, fifty-two, and fifty-six against Georgia. Yeah, and some great celebrations. If they can, maybe I don't know. Have that guy dress up, take on an alter ego if Jake Elliott's out, and have him. Maybe maybe you bring a ninety-two back. I'm sure Reggie White wouldn't mind. No, if, never. Uh, you brought in Mevis and uh, and had him wear that jersey. All right. I mean, listen, I, it's like there's going to be some games that we're going to be coming on here ripping the team. There's going to be some games like that Vikings game where we come on here and say they're going to the, you know, they're going to the Super Bowl, look at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. This is just another good, solid right. win that when you, when you look back in January and say, oh, how did this team get to pick your number? 13 and 4. Their over-under for wins is 12 and a half. Yeah. So I'm not being crazy here. You, you go, how did they get to 13 and 4? Oh yeah, I remember. There was that Jaguars game. It was rainy outside. You know, maybe maybe you're like, oh yeah, I sold my tickets or uh, yeah, we got rained on and we got those cool ponchos and we couldn't feel our hands at the end. But oh yeah, they won that game and they'll stack up and stack up and stack up. So 4-0. Cardinals next week. Who We'll preview the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals, Denver, aside are probably the most disorganized team in the NFL as far as I'm concerned so we'll have some fun with that yes. <laughs> they do have a quarterback who can make a lot of plays there's no doubt about it but uh just a, a very uh, a team that when Ben and I do our Monday night show 
which you should listen to. Extra point taken on the Ringer NFL feed. Every week I'm like, do, should I just lay into the Cardinals here for five minutes or should I choose another team? So that's the type of team they are. We'll get into that. And then you have the Cowboys and we'll see if Dak Prescott is back or not for that game. Division? A little, uh, you got two, three, and one yeah. teams, right? NFC the Cowboys East, and the Giants. Baby. So just a sleeping giant. NFC East is back, baby. Yep. NFC Beast. Shout out to Jimmy Kemsky. I, uh, is back. No, I definitely, like, I spent the last few weeks being like, all right, well, let's see what they do against the Vikings and Justin Jefferson. And then, okay, Washington, they should beat them, but a ball, little passing game, they get some right. explosives. And then Jaguars, I said, like, I think the Jaguars can beat them. I think it's going to be a real test of a game. I think it was a big test. I, I didn't elevate the Eagles after this win as much as I expected to elevate the Eagles following a win against the Jaguars, just because I think like weather wise and the five turnovers makes things right. feel a little bit like fluky is the wrong word. It's too strong. Just like a little bit. Okay. They, they had some, some nice bounces of the football. With that said, I'm officially ending my streak of like cautious optimism weeks. This team should clown the Cardinals for four quarters. Oh my God. The Cardinals are horrible. This, <laughs> this, this maybe it'll reverse jinx. Maybe we're actually sweating something in the fourth quarter, but this Cardinals team is abysmal. They should just clown them. I think the line's only three and a half or four. This is one of those games when I do my picks every week, I go, Shield, be careful. If it looks too easy, it's, it's like a Colts Chiefs game a week the, ago. Uh, is that the concern? I don't know. It's in Phoenix. I mean, I'm with you. If you've watched this Cardinals team, you're just like, even if you didn't have a good team, you can go in there and they might just give you the game. I mean, they're that type of team and I haven't seen their ceiling, but we will see. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that game. A little bit of housekeeping before we sign off. Ben, we've got a voicemail line. So if you want to be one of those callers every week that we hear, you know, a lot of times Cliff just has a, a Rolodex of like 7,000 people who he knows. And so he's been going through that. But you could be one of those people. Here's what you do. You call into 215-315-7982. That's 215-315-7982. You call in there. You leave a voicemail. We will pick some of those out and we will listen to them. We will answer your questions on the Thursday show this week and maybe on future episodes as well. So thank you to Ben for joining me and making me hungry as I watched his tremendous video on Twitter. Everyone go watch that. If you're, if you're not feeling quite hungry for dinner tomorrow, but you're like, I probably should have, just go watch that. You'll, you'll be ready to pound some, pound some pasta or something right after that. We will be back with you after we watch the film, review, study the Cardinals, and you will get a new episode in the feed on Thursday of this week. Remember to rate, review, tell your friends, download, subscribe, unsubscribe, do all those things. We appreciate all the feedback we've gotten so far, and we'll be back on Thursday to talk about the Cardinals. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. 
Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates.